Welcome to Nimie Kagito, a podcast where we discuss faith and search for truth. Some would say we're overthinking it. That is what the name means. It's Latin. How's that for overthinking it? There you are. Yeah, I can hear you now. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't hear you either. How you exactly. doing, bro? Yeah, man, doing good. How you doing? Can't wait to hear about your trip. Is that? I, I thought that's what we would do tonight. Is just get a summation like of your trip. There's not too much to say. It's mostly work. Oh, okay. <laughs> no lessons about uh, Japan or China to share. Oh, sure, I got some. Yeah, we're supposed to get some snow tomorrow. Probably maybe an inch or so. But oh my goodness. Y'all are already getting snow. We're up north of you. How come we named got any snow? I don't know. We're supposed to get down to 18 degrees tomorrow. Wow. 18? So, 18, yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you get a chance to vote? I did, yeah. Good deal. Didn't know who I was voting for. <laughs> I, I, I sort of went alphabetically. <laughs> Like, who are I saw a couple of names from that I recognized from like TV shorts, but I didn't, oh, yeah. know, what, I didn't know what I was doing most of the time. I I'm like, I don't know who these guys. Well, I, I was kind of lucky because some of them, like three of the races, I, I picked somebody, and I'm like, well, who's the alternative? There is nobody else, so I so I voted for the only person who was on the list. So I'm like, well, that I got that one right. <laughs> I even had a hard time with those. <laughs> Should I vote for this guy or girl or nobody? Oh gosh, this is a terrible choice to have to make. It sort of went like everybody expected it to. Yeah, think, right. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of races that are still out. Right. At, at this point in time, I'm just glad that uh, there people got out and voted. That's the best thing. Really, was it a big turnout? I didn't know. A lot that. of places, it was a huge turnout. Like, I think by noon in I forget where it was, maybe Texas or somewhere. Before noon, they had voters, and they did it all of 2014 in that area. <laughs> so, <Woo. laughs> one place in Texas had five million votes, like before you know 10 in the morning, and that was yeah you know, more than the whole area did in 2014. So crazy. That's good. Yeah, we had four or five uh, questions about medical marijuana, so I voted straight yes on marijuana. How <laughs> come? Our... <laughs> <laughs> hey, people are hurting. They got to uh, they got to get them some medical marijuana, and we got to make a little money off that stuff, man. If they tax that thing, I think we the all of them failed except for one. I think it was like two percent tax. On, on people buying medical marijuana. But I was like, you know, some people vote straight Democrat. I vote straight marijuana, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all the marijuana things failed except for taxing it. Is that what I understood? No, it was, they, were, they all were about medical marijuana, but they had it taxed at different percentages. Like one was a 15% tax that failed. One was a 2% tax that failed. The one that, that was like 4% that passed. So oh, wow. now they won't have to go back to the courts to try to decide whether they, you know, how they're going to make that work. Because, hey, 
people in Missouri were smart enough to at least get one of them for uh, the Mary Juju, <laughs> Mary Juju, for the 31st state I saw that uh, uh, allowed medical marijuana to be legal. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I wonder if Oklahoma did. Did Oklahoma? I don't know that. It would surprise me because they're even more conservative, I think, than Missouri is. I was surprised. Well, they are. Yeah, go ahead. They, that you're right. They are. And that was sort of the weirdness because if that, if that one passed, it's for medical marijuana, but there's no, there's no indication of what medical stands for, right? Huh. Then say, you know, for glaucoma and this and that, it just says medical marijuana. Yeah, you just have to have a, so, a prescription for it. Yeah, you just go to the doctor and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little stressed out. I want some marijuana, yeah. you know. Oh, I just, <laughs> and then really it's recreational. I just go in and say, hey, man, my back is sore. Oh, I worked out the other day. I, I haven't been able to get rid of it. You know, a little, little pot would really help with that. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother could use one, too. He's up in uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we had a referendum on ours yet. Oh, y'all don't in, haven't in uh, authorized it yet. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm not doing it, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not either. Yet. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. <laughs> so it's yeah. gonna snow. It snowed six inches north of us. Oh wow! In Canada. Yeah, but then, it, no, in in Wisconsin. Hmm. You didn't get a bit of it? I don't I don't think so. You don't think you got any? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so. It was it may have been when I was gone oh, on the travel. Gotcha. So I I'm not wow, sure, but inches. I don't think we got much here. We had eleven inches of rain a couple of about a month ago. Wow. Eleven freaking inches. It was nuts. It just it seemed like it would never stop raining. We needed it, but uh, golly, we'd love to spray it, spread it out a little bit, you know, over three weeks instead of four days. Excellent. So you want me to introduce you tonight? I got a book review of a book called Sway, huh. The Irresistible Pull of Irrational Behavior. Nice. You read it oh, already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I, I read the Get Abstract which is just kind of a, a two-page summary of it. Uh, but there's some interesting, there's some interesting stuff. It's four pages. <laughs> yeah, it's four pages. <laughs> but, but there's the first one is a list of just takeaways that you can get. But it's really interesting. They did a good job of summarizing. So you didn't even read the book. <laughs> no. Man, you sound so smart, too. <laughs> there's a book called Sway. I didn't read it, but it's uh, really interesting. There are some really interesting takeaways. Oh, I love it. All right. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. All right. So, uh, hey, let's uh, let's talk about your recent trip, Ed. I heard you spent some time in Japan and China, and man, I can't yeah. wait to hear about some of the experiences you had. I've I've never been to either place, uh, except you know, last week went to Chinese food here in Kansas City, and <laughs> I was a little disappointed. Usually, it's really good, but uh, that night was not so good. So, I can't wait to hear about authentic. Chinese food and experiences and people and whatever you have to tell me. So tell me about it. Well, I'm not sure it's any better because I was actually one of the things when we were eating, um, I had I had that to kind of talk about because, you know, I was in, I went to Beijing and then I went to a place called Wuxi, 
um, which is out of Shang outside of Shanghai, uh -huh. and then and then to right outside of Tokyo, a place called Hino in Tokyo. Okay. Um, went to those three places, and I was in uh, I was in Wuxi. So when we eat, we are very independent. You order a meal, and it comes to your place setting. You eat that meal, and unless you're married, you don't reach over it on somebody else's food, right? Right. That's even frowned upon in a lot of cases. <laughs> <laughs> but over there, what they do is they'll order 10, 15, you know, for our four people, they'll order 10 or 15 different bowls of food that they bring to the, to the table. Yeah. And then you eat right out of the bowls of food, right? You're not even, you're not scra scra scraping into your, you, you know, you got chopstick and you grab whatever you want and you eat them as you go through. So in Wuxi, there was a place, they had actually had like a six foot lazy Susan. It was an eight foot table, but or 10 foot table and a six foot lazy Susan. Right. And they would put this food on the lazy Susan and it would go around, right? They kind of move it around. I'm so bad with chopsticks. I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, grab the food and it would get past me before I got it out. <laughs> or, or the worst thing, I grab, you know, a, a choice morsel of food and lift it up and, and then it would fall onto the next, the next tray of food as it went around. <laughs> I guess I was so bad with chopsticks. Did you one time eat? I got one of them. Were you able to eat while you were in Japan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. I, I never started. I was fine. <laughs> but, but, you know, the food is a lot different, right? And I don't know if it's, you know, over there, they're very, very social. Yeah. So, you know, they host you and they take you out to dinner and they mm. do different things like that. Where here it's like, okay, end of the day, go, you know, go back to your hotel. Yes. We're done. Yeah. They don't do that. They're much more social. Uh -huh. uh, but I was eating one of them. There's a little relish-looking dish. I grabbed something off it and I was putting it in my mouth. It sort of it was crunchy, uh -huh. but it never it never stopped being crunchy. <laughs> it was sort of I just kept crunching and crunching. I'm like, and it's not breaking down. <laughs> I, the guy next to me goes, "What? What was that I just ate?" And he looks at me and he says, "That's jellyfish." So have you ever eaten calamari? Yes. Where it's real. It's kind of stringy, but then there's a crunchy part to yeah. the jellyfish because it's all the collagen that's uh. in there. And I'm eating this thing, and I'm like, he's like, you like it? And it sort of had a fishy taste, but I, <laughs> but I was honest. I said, no. He said, yeah, it tastes like plastic, doesn't it? I'm like, that's exactly it. It was crunchy like plastic, but uh. it, didn't, it, it didn't break down at all. Did you spit it out? No, I swallowed it. There were other things. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I figured it, it might come up later, but I swallowed it for the, for the moment. <laughs> I'm just storing it. And they, you know, you're eating all kinds of stuff. And in, in China, you're not supposed to eat, like, fruit that isn't peeled because of the, because of the water quality. Huh. So you don't drink – you always drink bottled water. You don't drink the water out of the tap in China. Now in Japan, anything goes because over there, they're very clean, right? So you can eat the sushi raw. You can eat anything oh, yeah. you want to. Like in the States. Um, like in the States, yeah. They brought to us one time, they brought to us raw chicken. What? With, a, with an egg on it, right? In Japan. Oh. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to try that one. Oh I, my goodness. I trust you guys, but it just doesn't appeal to me. Raw chicken. Oh. Um, yeah, that that it just wasn't very appealing to me. But but I turned it down and the guy's like, Oh, well I'll eat it. <laughs> I'm like, oh gross. 
<laughs> Somebody took yours. And, it was a raw egg. Yeah, they took egg. mine and with raw egg and raw chicken in it. Oh, hello, salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> it did have a couple of slices of onion that's like just green onion. Like, <laughs> had a couple of those for make it pretty. Oh, well, that was nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> little botulism but, anyone I know. and and i don't know you know like i said it could be that they're not taking us to the food they're they're taking us to their specialty food right their good food yeah that you go through but it seemed like they had a lot of stomach over there because i every time i pick something <laughs> up and i put it in i'm like so what did i just eat oh that's the lining of the you know pig stomach oh. okay and but i got that like three or four times i'm like in you know three to four different places how in the world is stomach the only thing they eat over here is am i eating this stuff or is it eating me that's the question like when you eat stomach are you eating it or eating you and we had hot pots uh uh, quite a few times Uh in china where they bring a a pot and it's boiling in front of you Mm. and then they throw stuff into it oh wow and then it cooks for a little bit and then you you pull it out and eat it that sounds fun you know that sounds like an experience. We, we liked the spicy one. It was good. Yeah. They had one where they cut a fish real thin, mm-hmm. top to bottom. So, you know, if you were to cut it like behind the head, straight down, yeah. you know, if it was, it's in the right up, upright position, you cut it behind the head, straight down, and then they'd make a little slice out of that. Mm-hmm. And then that's what they would cook. It was real pretty because it was like a red fish inside mm-hmm. with white around the outside. And then they'd line it up to look like a big flower. Huh. You know, the way the, the thing was aligned. Yeah. And then they throw that in a pot and it would cook. And then when you ate it, it t- tasted like dirt. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't very good. It was not very good. But it was pretty going in. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, that one was really bad. I mean, there was some other stuff that was good. It went in one as of them, a flower and came out as the dirt. <laughs> one of them I it looked like shredded wheat and I'm like oh that looks pretty good and then they stuck it into the to the hot pot and let it cook it's coming out it looked like a mop I thought I was gonna eat that it was, it was crunchy going in and coming out it looked like you should be cleaning your floor it wasn't very appealing on that one one I was I was eating and I'm like oh that's not bad so I asked her what it is and she's like I don't think I should tell you. Uh-oh. I'm like, well, I already hate it. You might as well tell me. <laughs> and it was just like a, it was like a duck blood pudding. It was real thick, and they sliced it up, and then you just picked it up with, with the. Wait, 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 I mean, wait, 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 wait. Did you say duck blood pudding? Yeah. Ah, what? It was actual <laughs> duck blood. Yeah, they drain the blood and then they make it coagulate oh, and then they shit. slice it. Shut just, up. It looks like spam. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're making me want to stay in the United States forever. <laughs> and then I and then the same place I'm I'm eating this one that's like a like kind of a tasty chip kind of thing. Oh. You know, it's crunchy and it ended up being the being the the ribs of the duck, they sort of <laughs> cut them and then fried it, and then you're eating these ribs, and that's what was crunchy. Oh man, <laughs> that is so interesting. So I wonder they don't really eat like this often. It sounds like what you're telling me. Like this is what they took you to special places where most people don't eat this delicacy of food. Is that right? 
I, I think that's probably true. Uh, I think they were probably taking it. And now it just seemed like everybody thought stomach was a huge delicacy to me. It was like, I did go to McDonald's once while I was over there. I needed, <laughs> I needed a burger. Oh, the, the dark blood Big Mac, right? Uh, did it taste you know, like McDonald's or did it taste like something else? It pretty much tasted like McDonald's, okay. yeah. They're, they're the same over there. They did have big prawns or something, huh. you know, so they had some stuff that was specific to their culture. Oh, wow. It's really funny when you go to Japan. Like prawns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they call it. Big that was prawn like sandwich. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, that's funny. Okay, but you went to Japan and, and did what? Well, some of the, there's a the little things throw you off, right? Like so, I'm I'm walking around McGoogoo pot guy pan or something. Uh, anyway, sorry. Go <laughs> no. Ahead. no, I'm you know you're walking around and then all of a sudden there's somebody standing right in front of you. You're like, oh golly, you're on the wrong side of the road. Well, no, it was me who's on the wrong side, right? Because they drive they drive on the on the other side of the road <laughs> than we do here. And so I was on the wrong side, and as I'm walking down the hallway, I come face to face with somebody. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, and I move over to the other side. But it just kind of, you know, throws things off yeah. as you go. So I was ordering in Japan one time, and I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm pointing to the pictures and the menu on the <laughs> order. I'm not very good at, I'm not very good at speaking. In fact, I don't have any Japan Japanese. So I'm ordering this thing, and I'm like, uh, I'd like this one. Hi, hello, how are you doing? And then I'd like this one. Hi, hi, hello. <laughs> And they took me, I ordered the whole meal and then figured out he was saying yes instead of hello. <laughs> you know, the hi means yes. <laughs> so he was very aggressive. Yes. <laughs> hey, man. Hello. How are you doing? Jeez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And one thing about Japan when you go ordering there. Hi. They, they, yeah, that's one. <laughs> the second thing is they, when you order food, mm-hmm. they will show you a picture in the menu of what the food looks like, right? So you can order it pretty easily. But when they bring it to your table, it looks exactly like it did in the picture. No way. I mean, I mean, exactly. I had one thing where they had, you know, in the picture, they had these three sprigs of like a green (laughs) onion kind of sprout that came off and they were different heights. And I swear what came to my dad looked exactly like what was in the picture. (laughs) It was amazing. They're very detailed and making sure that those things fall into place. That never happens in the United States. I mean, you look at a menu, it's like, that looks awesome. They bring something out. It's like, that ain't what I ordered. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that. Have you ever seen a McDonald's picture? You see the McDonald's Big Mac? It looks awesome. In the pictures? Yeah. It's awesome. And then what you get is a little squished up. I know. Real... <laughs> McBlood sandwich or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But they had these, you know, in a lot of places in Japan, they would have, like at the at the plant sites where we went, they would actually make a couple of the meals that would be served, and then they would display that out front mm-hmm. and then you go through and go oh i'd like that you know so you knew what options were mm-hmm. and then go through um and they do this that same thing at like restaurants but when they go to restaurants they're not making the fresh batch of what they could have today they have plastic food out there <laughs> you know so, it's a, so you got this bowl uh. of, of stuff that's made in plastic so you're supposed to be able to tell it is. but i'm looking at this thing and i'm like looking at kind of a brown 
kind of an orangey brown top and i'm like is that is that gravy or is that cheese what the heck is that supposed to be you, you, the noodles were pretty easy because they would actually squirt out little plastic rubber noodles and then put something on top of it but all of the places had these little plastic plastic bowls of food and no way they try to try to show you what it was but i couldn't figure out what the things were is that chicken is that pork heck that might even be beef the way they cooked it with some you know you know you know oh never sure that sounds like quite an experience and the the japanese they're very stylish uh-huh but it's really funny because it's almost in a cartoony style <laughs> way. It's it's really it's really interesting. They their their style. Have you ever seen like Japanese comic books and stuff? Yeah. Where the way they dress there, that's actually the way they dress a lot of kids. Really? Yeah. With it's it's sort of a. It's really. So kind it's kind of like the menu that when you look in a comic book, they look exactly like the people uh, walking around right. the street. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the detail on you is just amazing. It's like Comic-Con yes. over the whole country. Yeah, that's amazing. You ever been to a Comic-Con? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't either. I've, I've heard of people meeting their like life partners at Comic-Con. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. It would actually be fun. Just to watch the people? Yeah, for people to watch me. I'm, I'm probably the, the, the one who stands out compared to the people who get into the comic books or whatever to that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another thing about China. You know, I'm walking around and, and they actually took us to a couple of places. Like I said, they do, they're fantastic hosts. Yeah. And they took us to a couple of places. And as, they're going, as we're going around, people like strange, total strangers would come out and say, can we take our picture with you? <laughs> <laughs> so they take a picture with me. You're kidding. I'm not. I felt like, I felt like pop, you know, the paparazzi <laughs> were coming after me. <laughs> and I think it's because, and, and they were very appreciative, but it, you know, it's like, first of all, I'm taller than all of them, right? I'm only, I'm only six foot, but, but when they're all, you know, they expect to see people who are you know, five, eight and is the sort of the average. Yeah. Six foot is really tall, you know, and and then I got the, you know, I got the beard and the belly, so they they actually called me Santa Claus in in Beijing. No way. Yeah, that's what they were telling me. They're like, you're like Santa Claus. I think it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be a good thing. But I didn't think that way like, hey, look, you know, this is not a compliment what you're calling me, right? You're calling me heavily bearded and very large in the midsection. That's not a compliment to me. Oh my! I only do work one day a year. It's not a good thing. Okay. Yeah, but all in all, it was a good trip. You know, it's fun to be over there. It's fun to get the, but it's also, it's nice to be back. You know, it's nice to get the cultures, but it's also nice to to come back home and feel comfortable again. Now, did you tell me that it takes one day? It takes a day for every hour time difference to recover. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So that's what they say. I don't think it, it really takes that long. Okay. So over there we were at either 13 or 14 hours difference. Jeez. So they're, they're ahead by that much time. So when you fly to the, to Asia, mm-hmm. um, you, we left at like about nine o'clock on Wednesday mm-hmm. and ended up showing up there at about five o'clock PM Thursday. The day before. Oh, <laughs> the day after. Oh, no, wow. the day after. So it was like a 36-hour diff- time difference, right? We were, wow. we were five o'clock the next, the following day. But 
coming back, we left five o'clock PM and then ended up be getting there before we left <laughs> <laughs> by two hours. We beat ourselves by two hours. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, but my yeah, the goodness. time zone is supposed to be, you know, for 14 hours, it's supposed to be two weeks Jeez. that it takes you to kind of readjust. But I think it really only takes about four days. Yeah. And then you're on, on target. Right. And it's not like you would go for two weeks equally as tired as you were from day one. It's like every right. day is a gradual feeling better. Yeah, yeah. And your schedule gets on, right? So yeah. the big difference is, you know, you don't wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning going, okay, it's, it's <laughs> the right time. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know your family's glad to have you home. Me too. Yeah. It's just nice to be home. Yeah, yeah. Definitely is. So I'd, I'd like to talk about a book tonight. Okay. Can we do that? Let's do it. I love so, books. So there's a book called Sway. The Irresistible Pull of Irrational Behavior. Now, I have, I have a confession to make. I didn't read the book, <gasps> but, I did re- but I did read the Get Abstract, Compressed Knowledge. Hey, um, everything you ever needed in a short 20-minute read. It's not even 20 minutes. I'm a slow reader, five, Ed. <laughs> they're, big, they're big letters, so it didn't take that much. <laughs> they gave the book a nine with nine... For applicability, eight for innovation and nine for style. Okay. <laughs> so it's really good. Yeah. It is a, It does look like a good book. Excellent. And, and what it's talking about is irrational behavior. The first thing they say is that people think they make decisions based on being rational, but most of the time they don't. Most of the time, the decisions are are not made rationally and objectively. Mm. That's sort of the first premise of the whole thing and then he goes through three different types of they call them sways but three different ways we we mess up making decisions so the first one is loss aversion if if we had the same amount of money that we were going to make or lose losing that amount of money is much more important to us than making that amount of money some of these things are they're irrational, but we can use them for good, right? So, so my wife will say, I want to lose some weight. So she'll pay for the YMCA because if she doesn't use it, she'll lose that money. And so it's, it's an encouragement for her to go, mm-hmm. go exercise, yeah. right? That's, yeah, yeah. that's the loss aversion piece. You know, a lot of times we, when we look at advertising and some of the things that are going on there, those are all based on loss aversion. So when you go to rent a car, if you rent a car, um, they'll offer you the, you know, the collision uh, loss damage waiver yes. where you pay a little extra, right? So it's an insurance. But most of our credit cards that we pay with already cover that. <laughs> it's just because it's a loss and we don't want it, we'll pay the extra money to, to make that happen, <laughs> even though it may not make sense in, in real terms. Even though it's irrational. Even though it's, it might be irrational, yes. right? Yeah. Because we are skewed to want to avoid loss, we tend to, to hold on to things too long, yes. right? Okay. So an example of that is you, you bought a stock, it, it starts crashing, but we hold on to it for way too long. The best thing to do is could be to sell that, move the money you have left into a better performing fund because you'll get a lot more money. Mm-hmm. But people hold on to it way too long because they don't want to take the losses and, and say, ah. Oh, this didn't work out well mm. right so that that happens a lot of times yeah one of the ways they say to to get around this way as they call it is to think long term versus short term mm. if you think about it if you're like okay well i know i'd be losing a thousand dollars today but if i don't move it over 
over the lifetime of the investment, I'll lose $10,000. Right. Right. So if you put in perspective the long term, what you'd really be doing instead of just focusing on the short term, you know, this really is a biblical thing, right? Right. One of the things we do is we hold on to sin because we don't, we can't think of what would be better, right? We, we don't always pay attention to the long-term benefits that we really get being holy and being, being Christian at, at, rather than the short-term pleasure of sin. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so the next one is value attribution. Mm-hmm. And what, what this one means is we oftentimes value things based on superficial evaluations of it, right? What we see, this is the, this is the canonical, um, don't judge a book by its cover, <laughs> right? So yeah. you're looking at something superficial and you, you, you make a quick decision on it that doesn't necessarily, it's not objective, right? Um, in, the, in the book, they talk about a violinist, Joshua Bell. Mm-hmm. So Joshua Bell was in DC and he went to the subway with a ball cap on and a ratty jacket and, <laughs> and he played his violin in the DC area and nobody stopped, right? He's in the subway playing the violin. Nobody stopped. They, they moved on. One or two people may have stopped, but everybody else just kind of moved through. <laughs> well, that night people were paying $500 a ticket to see him in the symphony <laughs> later on, you know? Wow. So, People looked at him and said, oh, this is some street bum who's playing the violin. I mean, he may be good, but they didn't stop to think about, you know, they just looked at who he, who he was there rather than thinking about what he had. Wow. Doing. That's a great story. Value, it is a great story. Yeah. That's value attribution. Now, that's not labeling people. Okay. It's just looking at the situation and making the decision based on superficial things. Right. The next one is called diagnosis bias, which is labeling. What they're saying there is we tend to label people. When we label people, it's really easy to do that and we get some immediate feedback, but we also put a burden on that person when we label them mm. um, because all the other stuff we take along with that label gets put on that person. And those other things may not be true, mm-hmm. right? So that's the, the labeling f- function. Now, one of the interesting things they said here was that when people are labeled, have labeled, have accepted the label, they actually start taking on the other parts of the value for that label. So they actually start, start doing the things that are within that label. Um, <laughs> Even though it may not have applied otherwise. Right, right. <laughs> they actually start moving towards that. So labels aren't necessarily good or bad. I mean, the Bible labels us, right? We're labeled Christians. Yeah. And so we start taking on the label of Christian and we start trying to do the thing for Christian. When, when Jesus looks at us, he, he calls us servants, right? So we should take on all the attributes of serving, not just being poor or mm. you know, being subservient to somebody. We take on all those aspects. So the label can be good, but labels also are bad, right? What labels do we see in the normal community right now? The big one is Republican or Democrat. Right, right, right. Right? And so you see people get labeled with that. Then they start taking on all the other attributes. You know, so mm. there's sort of Democrats have to be pro-abortion, pro-women's rights, mm-hmm. pro-socialism. That's not always true, right? The, the people who are in that group 
may not start out with all of those late, those those beliefs, right. but they tend to over time if they accept the label of that of that group. <laughs> that's wow. sort of one that's that's current. Yeah. And you know, when we label people, we don't always do a good job of that label. Um, I know we had a hailstorm go through our house mm-hmm. and and destroy the roof, right? So we had to we had a roof replaced and there was a the crew that came to replace the roof was was from Mexico, uh-huh. right? So we had I think they had like a six man crew that came up to work, yeah. And and my wife was looking. I said, you know, the the sort of stereotype for Mexican workers is they're lazy, they don't do things quickly. They don't work hard. You know, that's sort of the stereotype. But yeah. these guys got up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they were working from 6 a.m. To, to about 8 p.m. Uh. They worked all day long and they put the, you know, they were on top of the roof. And if you ever had a stack of shingles, that thing weighs about, about 25 pounds to 35 pounds. Uh. Stack of shingles. They'd have four of these on their shoulders. Jeez. They'd walk up the ladders. They'd have their hands. They wouldn't have any hands yeah. on the ladder. They would walk up the ladder with these four stacks of shingles on their <laughs> on their shoulders, going up going up the ladder. Uh. My wife was trying to offer them, you know, drink because it was hot. She was trying to offer them drinks and stuff, but they wouldn't stop. They 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 ate. You know, they sort of staggered and ate their lunch. Mm. And she couldn't, you know, kind of offer them. She offered them stuff, but they wouldn't really, really take it. But they worked long hours, really hard. They just did a great job on our roof. Mm. And, you know, they busted that stereotype. Why yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Wow. Kind of interesting. It really is. So then the next part is really interesting part mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, it says a lot of times we make decisions based on our perception of fairness. Huh. Right. So a lot of decisions we make about who should um, get a certain thing versus another person, whether we should let somebody cut in line in front of us, that kind of stuff is often reflected in our beliefs about what's fair. And fairness is oftentimes cultural, they said. So this was kind of neat. Have you heard of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yes. The game show? Yeah. There were some lifelines. One of the lifelines was you could call a friend. Mm-hmm. Another lifeline was you could uh, you could get the audience to vote on the right answer. And sometimes when I've seen them, those are pretty good. The, the answers come out and they you know they they rank out. There's like four answers and they'll show you which one had the most votes. And mm-hmm. Oftentimes there's one that sticks out and that's the right answer. But it turns out that's really different in the different cultures that you got. In the American, French, and Russian culture, they're different. So in America. If you ask for that lifeline, then the answers you get will be pretty good. They people try to help out whoever mm-hmm. it is up there. Mm-hmm. They don't care, you know, whether you're smart or or not. They just try to help out. Mm-hmm. In France, it depends on how much they like you, whether they think you're you deserve to win. They'll answer either right or wrong depending on whether they think you deserve to win. <laughs> And that interesting. And in Russia, it's just the opposite. If you're asking for help, they're going to try to shoot you down <laughs> because you are not you're you're a liability on the culture, and they want to get rid of you. So they're going to actually give you the wrong answer. So it would be wise to choose opposite of what they tell you to choose. Yeah. So if if you look at that, there's three of them. 
Two of them are actually useful, right? If you're in America or in Russia, you know what to answer. America, you get you take the one that they've chosen. In Russia, you go the opposite one. But in France, you don't know what you're getting until the end, right? And then you figure it out, oh, they don't like me. That's the outcome of that one. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And, and fairness is different, too, when you're looking at financial, right? Yeah. If you look at, in Peru, they say, in the, around the Amazon, the members of the Macana, uh I'm not going to get this right, Magagena <laughs> tribe, mm-hmm. see financial allocation as a boon, right? They look at it as a blessing. Yeah. And so they'll take whatever you're going to offer them, right? They're happy. Um, even if the split is like 85 15, right? They get 15% and you get 85%. They're happy. They get the 15%. Here in America, we expect to see 50-50 split no matter what, right? And if it was, if it gets to the 85, if you're offered an 85-15, even though you would get 15% of whatever it is that you didn't deserve anyway, (laughs) people will actually turn that down in America because they don't see it as fair. Oh, wow. Right, so the perception is different in each of those in each of those cases. Wow, and, and that sounds irrational. It is irrational. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. But it's based on fairness, right? So if you think about all the times we make decisions, and it's based on fairness. And I see this. One of the the arguments I see a lot of times against there being a God mm-hmm. is that how can there be a God if if he's all-knowing and all-powerful, then he's not good because not everybody gets everything, right? Yeah. Not everybody's happy. I don't know. As a Christian, I'm always the opposite. And I look and say, dang, I, I deserve, what I deserve is really bad. Just to get anything is amazing. And what I get is so much bigger than what, what that is. Right. You know, it's incredible. I used to hate working with the Japanese. We had a Japanese site when I, when I was working in a different industry. Mm-hmm. I hated working with those guys because, first of all, they would tell you they would do something. You'd say, hey, can you do this? They would say yes. And then they'd never do it. <laughs> they wouldn't do it at all. <laughs> Another thing, you, I would send an email to somebody, and they'd never answer nothing. <laughs> I, it was like crickets. I'd get no answers back. But that same person, if I did something that was that was wrong, you know, even if it was just a simple mistake, mm-hmm. they would send that up to their boss over to my boss to then come to me, right? <laughs> so anytime I would do the little littlest thing, they would raise that up to my boss. <laughs> well, in our in our culture, right, if you raise it to my boss, that means you're not happy with me. I happened to be taking a mark international marketing course yeah. at the time, and what I learned was that in Japan, they're very much an honor society, right? So they are very much um, concerned about saving face and showing honor and respect to the elders. Now, I was in the corporate section, so what I, what I came to understand is somebody who's, who's seen at a lower rung at the site, since I was at the corporate, I think they saw me as being on an upper rung, um, but they would never tell me no that would be disrespectful. <laughs> so what's, what do you say if you don't say no? You say yes. But there's sort of an implied, in their culture, they understand if, you know, the power imbalance, they understand that if 
somebody says yes, that means no, even <laughs> though they didn't say no, right? <laughs> if they were going to do it, what they would say is, yes, I will do, right? They would state the fact that they would do it. Huh. Then you know it was a real yes instead of a not yes. <laughs> but, and, and the same is true for, for the email, right? I sent the person an email. He didn't mind getting it, but he didn't want to disrespect me by sending me an email back. That's not, that's not good, huh. right? In his culture, that's seen as a bad thing uh-huh. to talk directly up the chain, right? right? And whenever I had something he wanted to correct, well, he's not going to correct me, right? So he's going to go up to his boss so that he can come over to me so that it's at the right level. So what I took as a yes and never doing it was just a miscommunication. <laughs> what I took as a I'm not going to answer you is a sign of respect for them. Yeah. And when it looks like they're going to my boss, really all they're doing is showing respect by saying, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm going to let somebody at your own level tell you that there's a, <laughs> an issue. So once, you, once I learned that, it was very easy, right? Because then I stopped asking that person, would send a note to his boss saying, hey, can you get somebody to do this? The guy would do it immediately and do it really well and do, you know, sort of over and above. But <laughs> he was able to do it within the context of the culture that he was in. That's cool. So it just, it just was much nicer. <laughs> just understanding that made, it, made things flow so much better. <laughs> and, you know... It, we started getting what we needed to do and, and working together as a team. <laughs> One of the, you know, we talked about labels and how labels are oftentimes yeah. wrong. I love a Doonesbury. You're, you remember the Doonesbury comic? Sure do. It was a Doonesbury that I just loved one time. It had three panels, you know, three, three pictures. Mm-hmm. And in the first picture, Doonesbury was a journalist in the, in the comic that was a, at his college. Mm-hmm. Right. He was an editor of the journal. And so he's standing there on the, on the college campus, him and, the, him and his girlfriend. And across the way, there's a little bitty picture of, the, of a jock coming their way. And he says, oh, there's the captain of the football team. He's, you know, he's captain of the football team, got straight A's, honor list, is dating the prettiest cheerleader in the group. I hate guys like that. In the middle section has has them together and the and the jock is saying, Hey, aren't you Doonesbury, the 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 editor of the school newspaper? I really loved your article. It was hard hitting, it was insightful, it was really interesting. Thank you for doing that. And the third panel, you know, the guys the jock's off in the distance walking away from him and Doonesbury goes, I hate people you can't hate. <laughs> you know, he expected he expected the guy who's good looking and you know to be really conceited, but he turned out to be a really nice guy. He couldn't hate him. <laughs> so that's uh, I think about I you know I think about dad right. Dad was was raised on a farm. Yeah. And so now still today right he's wearing those overalls with like one of them buttoned and they're too short. So you're seeing a lot of socks, you know, and you look at him, you go, that guy's not very smart. Right? You, you put that on him, but dad's got a PhD in economics. Dad's a really smart guy. He has bad fashion sense, but he's a really smart guy. Yes. And you miss that. If you, if you, if you, load all the baggage of that that stereotype you know the hick the farmer you you miss things that you you really could be 
could be seen. That's so true. <laughs> That's, you nailed it. It is bad fashion sense, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, a very smart guy. Well, it's like I heard a, a thing the, just the other day about um, somebody interviewed Obama, you know, uh, President Obama. Uh, looked in his closet, you know, he had pretty much the same suits, same shirts, same jacket, same pants. They're like, you know, why do you do that? He said, well, I figured you won't be making decisions about more important things as president than what I'm going to wear for the day. Yeah. So <laughs> I spend my energy making the important decisions, not the ones about the, yeah, that's great. The not so important things. I, I heard Einstein had seven exact suits. <laughs> I heard he only too. had seven. But he had, you know, he's an example, right? You think about how smart he was. Yeah. I mean, he was a genius. If you look at what he did, it's incredible the kinds of things he thought of. <laughs> but that that wild hair and that <laughs> he just he doesn't look that smart. But boy, he was smart. Yes. So that was sway. It. it I would recommend at least to get abstract. <laughs> the book probably would be better. Yes. <laughs> but it were some interesting. Interesting takeaways from it. Sounds really good. Uh, spiritually, too. I love that. I think of yeah. Jesus, um, you know, meeting the woman at the well, and he could have easily have judged her according to the label. But one, I think one of the important things about that is he loved her regardless of label. And I wonder how she lived into her label, because that's what's always been put on her. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, so... He well, was, that's a good example. He was able to love her for it, the person that she was, not for the fact that she was Samaritan, or he loved her because of her. Right. Yeah. It's not really fair, though, because he was God, so he, he <laughs> 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 You know, I see these things in me oftentimes, right? And I have to step back and go, well, why am I... You know, why do I think that? And that's a part of what we're trying to do, right, is overthink it. We're trying to look and say, hey, where are we making mistakes because we don't even know? It really does help to understand all oh, the cultures because those guys don't even think like we do, right? And you don't even notice it until you see who wants to be a millionaire and you see the way the people respond differently to yes. this, you know, in the same situation. Well, we don't see them responding like that very easily. And so kind of stepping back and looking at the situation and kind of going, okay, why do I think that it's best to, you know, this is best. It was funny because yeah. I was listening to the second podcast again uh -huh. yeah. when, when I told you, and I was just listening this time, the first time I was talking, but <laughs> I was listening this time when I told you that I was reformed and, and I heard the pity in your voice. Oh, <laughs> there's that label right there you've lived into it <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> that's what i heard in your in your side oh yeah oh i'm, I'm so sorry, sorry. Bud. <laughs> i still love you yeah that's exactly right you poor miserable samaritan <laughs> but only because mom said i had to had to be reformed <laughs> Oh, had to no, love you. <laughs> yeah, you had to love me because mom said you had to. <laughs> it was actually dead. And he's, yeah. Oh, his dad. In his overalls. Yeah, he said I had to love you because you're his favorite. So I, we have to love his favorite. 
No, you're the favorite. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. Everybody everybody agrees with that. No, 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 no. Except for dad. And dad knows that it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and we all just we all just want to be, but you actually get to be. And so we're all just in your shadow, you know, a bunch of black sheep walking around. You can't trust daddy. Where's those overalls? <laughs> Coming from the favorite. I mean, only Ed could say that and get away with it. <laughs> That would be fun. Unfortunately, she'll be back on the 13th. And, yeah. You know. I know you mean fortunately she'll be back on the 13th. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no, I mean unfortunately because I'd like her to be back today. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I will remind you this is all being recorded, so I'm glad you brought that I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why do you think I said that? <laughs> okay, so cut here. <laughs> and start. <laughs>